We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Brother Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean78904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is 2.30 on the East Coast, 11.30 on the West Coast, 1.30 Tennessee time, of course. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Brother Grinders. It is called, it's called Grinders Live. Join me today, intimate show, uh, two-man booth. It's myself and Jordan. You all know him as Blender. What's going on, Blender? How are things going? You you slowed down on the times. You're so used to memorizing that it's on at 5.30 and 4.30 and then three hours is that okay, whatever. Math and time zones are hard, man. Well, if you, if you can't even get the math right on the time zones, I was going to – I should really weigh the projections that you're using. What time is it in Dubuque right now? In Dubuque, that's central time zone. All right. All right. Fair 1:30. enough. 1.30. <laughs> that was more like what, what state is Dubuque in? That's also what I was asking. It's in Iowa. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just – Throwing some curveballs at you. Yeah, hey, we're early. Yeah, of course. I know the, the flagship show does not normally start this time, but uh, the sites are not uh, cooperating. I wouldn't say no. They're, it's not doing the same thing. That's all. They're, they're, they're giving us choices, which I appreciate. Uh, DK, DraftKings, is, uh, they have a six-game slate. Their first game start at 4.05. With, uh, they're, basically, they're including the Washington-Philadelphia game and the New York uh, the New York series as well. And then, of course, we have a three-hour pause. So, Fandle's got a four-game slate. DK's got a seven-game slate. And, uh, Jordan, we were touching on this pre-show a little bit. Uh, th- these two slates could not be any different for multiple reasons. The, just Not just the fact that they're adding in different games, but just the salaries are – DK specifically are really goofy. What happened over there at DraftKings? I think someone dropped whatever server algorithm thing that, that they do to do the pricing. It's just like, uh, oh, yeah, Taiwan Walker for for whatever reason. Just like just the half-off sale. And then the Mets – I don't know. They, what did they put him in? Like, did they take the Mets – out of the out of the server computer, whatever all the pricing in, and then they just like threw it into like whatever into some type of some type of toilet, and then it came out and it's like okay, no one's priced more than three k other than like Robinson Cano and Todd Frazier, who his price is from when he was on the Rangers, <laughs> so like he's priced up more than Alonzo. But the 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 thing is for the DK slate because of the Taiwan Walker price and because uh-huh. of the Mets price, you don't need to do both. Like, it's one of those things where do you really need the Mets bats or do you really need Taiwan Walker? And on FanDuel, you don't have that problem at all. The Mets aren't on the slate, and Taiwan Walker's 9,200, and there's no way you play him for 9,200 on FanDuel. Yeah, um, it is really interesting. And we, you could also argue, <clears throat> you could argue you can leave, like, I don't know, you're, you're, the, you're more of a tournament guy, you'll touch on this. You make the goofier lineups because baseball and you embrace the variance. But how much are you leaving on the table in, in DK? Like, in theory, you probably can leave, like, 4k i don't know but 5k I mean, you, you could but i you could get different and still use all your salary so i don't think it's necessary mm-hmm. where it's like i'm gonna play walker and a met stack and leave 5k on the table and take roman quinn over bryce harper it's like that <laughs> there's a there's a there's six games on the slate there's enough options six games 12 teams nine batters right we're talking about what 108 options we got uh you got 12 pitchers i mean you're not going to use most of them so if you do that permutation, like you don't have to worry about, you know, you could leave a thousand on the table, but if you happen to leave 300 to 500, that's, that's, that's not a big deal, but I wouldn't be going out of my way 
to not take a better batter just for the sake of, of leaving money on the table. Yeah, it, it, it is really wild. And, uh, you know, the, the Tywin Walker thing, it just I don't understand that price on DK. He's not like a great pitcher, but he's a perfectly fine pitcher. And Boston's not good. Uh, the ballpark's not great. It's a big total in that game. The total's more on the Toronto side. Toronto's uh, expected to score more runs. And then, like you said, the Mets, I don't know if they have that for, like, seven-inning scoring or they thought, like, Cole was going to be pitching for the, for the Yankees. They thought Randy Johnson was going to yeah. be pitching based on the Mets price. <laughs> J.A. Yeah. Happ is not that good of a pitcher. Yeah, I, I just I, – I don't know what's going on. But uh, Polo Bears 3K, you know, Pete Alonzo. J.D. Davis is 2.8. McNeil is 2.5. And it is just weird. And it's it's an interesting push-pull of, like, do I want the cheap Mets or do I want the, the cheap Walker? And you can absolutely do neither. Like, you can have – and you can also make lineups that are perfectly fine – that have nothing to do with Walker, and you don't need the Mets either because just the way the pricing is. Is that? I mean, have you found yourself doing stuff like that as well? And that's probably right, different. I, currently in my lineups, I'm, I'm playing mostly the mid-stakes GPPs. I'm not playing the large field. Typically when I'm on a show, I don't have necessarily the time to make 100 lineups. I mean, even though, you know, we have crunch time, whatever, it's a pinch, so I, I hand-build some. I, I, I have no Mets stacks. Uh, I have them as one-offs. I have some McNeil second base position on DraftKings kind of sucks today uh davis i mean i want the righty bats against hap so like davis at third base seems fine to me or using uh, alonzo frazier uh i mean even chirinos but i mean he's 3500 batting ninth so I'm, I'm more inclined to do that but i mean if you're stacking the mets that means you're playing what kershaw clevenger and even then you still have over 5k left per, per bat and it's like yeah then it's like i guess i'm playing harper and soto i guess i'm playing you know, a Bellinger or Trout or something. I mean, <laughs> you can make those lineups, but any lineup that looks like that is going to be, if you stack the Mets today, it's 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 almost impossible not to have a similar lineup to someone. Well, play, play Dylan Cease. You can play Dylan Cease with the Kershaw. But it's still, it, the Mets stack, I mean, it's, 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 you know, the vomit stacks that I always talk about? Sure. Like, this is underneath a vomit stack. I mean, I mean, if we take a look, let's take a look at the Mets starting lineup. The Mets starting lineup is 2,500, 2,800, 3,000, 3,700, 3,200. The 2K guys, if you use Marisnik, if you use Ahmed Rosario, I mean, this stack price is like. Well, you, know, uh, you're not, you, I mean, you can use those guys, but I, I don't think that's the place that people are going to go first. But I hear you if you use all the expensive guys. I yes, mean, correct. Not even well, the best lineup. players. You use the, this lineup, you're paying like 14K. Now, that's, I mean, great from a vomit stack perspective, but the problem is, is that anyone that stacks the Mets five man, like the lineup's going to look the same. I mean, there's no, there's, you have, no, unless you're leaving 3,000 on the table, you're playing two expensive pitchers and three expensive one offs because, because you can. There's, we don't have a, you know, it's not like we have two 11K pitchers. It's not like that. So, like, like I, I'm using the Mets as one offs at these funky prices. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm not, and like Hap is a guy I want the righties against more than, more than the lefties. I don't know how, how deep Hap's going to go, but. Uh, I mean, Polo Bear, Alonzo, 3K is one of my favorite plays. Like Davis as well, at 2.8. But, I mean, sure, you can play Conforto and Dom Smith, and you can get the McNeil who's leading off at 2.5K. And, you know, just for value. And, again, we keep talking about it. I don't know how much money you really – how much is salary a thing on this slate? Uh, and I, 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 want, I want to see what we have as far as our ownership projection for the Mets because it makes for an interesting conversation. One of the things I always talk about, and I'm sure you talk about as well too, is that people want instant gratification. They want to make a lineup. They want to watch their players now. And – I always talk about that when the, the slate locks at 7 and the games are at 10 o'clock and Joe Madden's sleeping and we don't have Madden's lineup just yet. But, you know, the Dodgers don't play until like eight hours from now. Uh, who's who's play, who's locking in Dodgers now? And also, we don't know what the status of Bellinger. He's been out for several games and we were talking about this pre-show and we don't know if they're going to play him. Of course, he has, he's got to be 100%. The Dodgers are currently 28-10. and 10. They're cruising. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. It's going to happen, whether they want to or not. Uh, so they don't have to play him, but he's an excellent play and how much do you weight that as far as ownership? Because I, I strongly believe that the, and there's been stuff on this the data out there, West coast teams outside of the Rockies, you want to call them West coast team. Uh, typically their ownership skews lower and partially is probably because of instant gratification. Partially is because lineups aren't out just yet. Uh, do you have a thought on that? And how do you attack such a, you know, uh, such I don't think, I don't think for this late is anything to do with the, the lineups not being out. I just think that the best projected teams are early. I mean, the Mets obviously are great point per dollar projection because their prices are funky. 
but the Phillies are going to be chalk. The 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 blue uh, the Blue Jays are going to be chalk with a you know over ten a ten run total over in Boston with five point four eight for the Blue Jays, five point six four for the for the Phillies. The Yankees, the Yankees are cheap also. And it's like I, I don't care about Hap and, and Gazelman's going to pitch what two? Or three are those the Yankees though? Like you see these names? Are those real? I know they're wearing uniforms that say Yankees on it, uh, or at least there's pinstripes. Does it say Yankees? I don't think so. But you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, but you could play Void for under four K. You could play uh, Ursula yeah. for under four K. You could play these guys. I mean, they're cheap enough, and it's close to a five implied total. So like, I think the Padres. I think Machado and Tatis are chalky. So like the, these late games. Like the White Sox Royals, uh, like no one's owning that that game. I am. I'm gonna have some White Sox. Well, we'll talk about that also. I, I do as well because they have a fi- over five implied run total. Also, same yeah. for the Dodgers. But I don't think it's because they're late. I just think that because they're more expensive. Compounded though, I think it, I think it has. It's a little a little piece of it. No, you think it's a piece of it? A little, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I just I just think the Phillies are gonna be chalk, and the cheap Mets will be start chalky. The Padres, the the, the Blue Jays. So it it. If it just so happened that this that the the Phillies game was on at nine at night, you know the last game on the slate, it wouldn't be because you'd still see the ownership because you're facing Anibal Sanchez, the wind blowing out in Philadelphia, with a five point six implied run total. Yeah. Um, by the way, no no McCutcheon in that lineup. You guys, you know the lineup. So I started the lineup page up earlier. Uh, Roman Quinn is leading off, and in th- if we needed salary, if salary mattered, you would care that Roman Quinn's leading off at two point three k. I don't know how much we care. But that's interesting, I guess, if nothing else. And again, Sanchez and yada, yada, five and a half total there. But again, how much do we need salary? And that leads for a whole other conversation. Uh, who else is not playing baseball today? Gary, Sanche- uh, Gary Sanchez. Uh, he's not wanted for the Yankees. Uh, Higashioka is drawing the catcher spot. He's 2.2K. And again, do we need salary? I have no idea. This is a day where you can definitely get JT Romuto. Like that's, we'll, talk, we'll talk position by position soon. And I, I'm assuming everybody else can figure that out as well. It's, like it's, uh, Catcher is always about you know wants versus needs. Or what is it? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't need Romuto. I, I want him, and, I, and it's not that hard to get him. So uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting, and we'll we'll talk to Fandle a build as well too. Uh, do want to mention? Let's go ahead and talk about the Sharp Side app because we had a winner last night, Jordan. We're, we're streaking. We're going streaking. We're currently. We're stri- oh, oh, do I have to do something? Are we going? No, no. You. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything until you get the six, uh, or I get the six. Uh, you know, you could be my personal. Until I get the six. Too. What did you say? Six. That's S I X. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole other conversation. It's a different stream. <laughs> that's the night stream. That's for premium, I believe. Um, yeah. So once you get a streak that's six or higher, you start getting uh, $10, uh, $10 FanDuel credit uh, for every single win you have after that. Uh, once you get to 10, I believe it's 20. Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, is going to go ahead and drop the link in chat for you guys, if y'all, if y'all are not aware. Uh, I had uh, the Padres, if, never in doubt, had the Padres last it night. Never in doubt, line. right. You had eight runs in the eighth <laughs> inning or whatever. <laughs> I had a nice a nice stack last night. I, 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 it was a good night for your boy. Uh, could have used one more big hit, but that's kind of how it always I could have right? used like six less hits with the Padres <laughs> chalk going off. So you, you, faded, you faded the chalk of the well, Padres. Whoever's, whoever's the top stack, I typically don't have much of. What's weird is that, like, you know, that's not the way it was drawn up. We're supposed to we're supposed to beat up Tehran, and Tehran was, like, good. He was fine. I mean, Machado wrote a, a line drive out to, you know, things just you know, hit the ball hard, but, like, to somebody, it's – he wasn't clutch. Yeah, but uh, Tehran got lucky with the bases loaded there in the second or third inning or something like that, and he did a good job. And then, of course, the bullpen, they gave up uh, eight runs, I believe, in the seventh or eighth inning, something like that. They batted around. It was good times. We had uh, San Diego on the run line. That was our pick. And tonight, we're going back to the run line. We're laying, we're laying one and a half. Uh, now, the, the, the kicker here, as far as getting these wins right, if you guys aren't aware, you got to get it minus 140 or less. So you can't pick the Dodgers minus 312. But you can, Blender. You can pick the Dodgers minus one and a half, and they're minus one thirty nine. I think so. We just got it in. We just got. Now it's always scary to play the run line at home. That, that's just that's the worst. That is the that is the sphincter clencher for sure. Because you know uh, when you're on the road, you can if it's a tie game or something, you can keep scoring and keep scoring. The only way you win the run line at home uh, in a close game late is homers with somebody on base, and that doesn't happen that often. But we think the Dodgers um, are going to score early, hopefully. Uh, just or and Kershaw's going to shut Arizona down. How about that? Dodgers won like seven to three. There you go. Uh, and it's not, it's not a, not that scary. We're going to go streaking. We'll get our streak to four or a couple away from uh, starting to get some Fandle smackers, Fandle dollars. Um, oh, hey, YouTube. What's up? Like, subscribe. Much appreciate it. Uh, we're going to do our best. I see you're interacting there with YouTube, Jordan. And you, uh, 
You have a special relationship. Don't they have to keep your coffee warm? What is what's the story? I don't drink coffee anymore, so I don't have to keep it. I got a milkshake from Chick Fil A, so to keep it cold, you got to hit the thumbs up button. Is that is that really work though? Or that's a gimmick. That doesn't really work. There's no oh, no no it really works. That way. It really does work. <laughs> if, if you don't like what flavor that, milkshake, but what are the options there? Chick fil A. What would you get? I don't know. Just a vanilla shake. Oh, well, you do know. You do know. <laughs> you said what flavor? It's vanilla. Oh, but I didn't know there were other flavors. I just I don't. I have vanilla. no idea. I, I, I don't. I don't partake. But uh, yeah. Um, I, I see, I can light. already tell. See, it's cold. I, people are hitting the like button. Are they hitting the like button? There you go. Nice. It's we getting thicker. Uh, do subscribe. Also, we should mention, hey, tell the people what you did yesterday for NFL, because NFL is right on the corner. Oh, oh what I did Tampa. yesterday for NFL. Oh, I did a lot of other things that had nothing to do with DFS. That's for premium as well. So. Right, that's premium. <laughs> Only pre- late-night premium members. Uh, I, uh, me and uh, Tyler Tambaline, Tambo, we did a full, and what I, and when I mean full, it's full. It's an hour and 45 minutes wow. of uh, a tutorial walkthrough of a build process and all the features of Lineup HQ for NFL. So it includes all the stack functionality, all the all the uh, global build rules, how to think about how the optimizer and, and the lineup builder works, like how the medium projections affect things, how to use your min and max exposure settings on players in order to get the lineups that you want, get stacks, get th- a game stack of three plus two or three plus one secondary stack. So it's an hour and 45 minutes. It's a complete walkthrough. You could watch anytime on this YouTube channel, on the Roto Grinders site. So if you're getting into uh, NFL and you're you're a premium member to use a uh, lineup HQ, or you just want to learn about the features of lineup HQ for NFL, uh, that's a free video. Go check it out. What are you doing for NFL this season? What, what do you have? Uh, what do you have in tech as far as uh, as far as your content? NFL. Uh, I will be hosting the Advanced Sports Analytics Show, which will be on Thursday or Friday, depending on the week. And that's with Brandon Adams or Stuart Gibson. Uh, really smart then, people, by the way, if you guys aren't yes. aware. Yes, super, super uh, smart. Very, very game theory heavy, analytic driven show. And uh, then Sunday night football and Monday night football, uh, I will be doing a uh, free. All these shows are free. These are not premium shows. Doing a Sunday night football, Monday night football before the games, uh, special showdown, kind of showdown grinders live type of, type of show. 45 minutes before the game breakdown some unique lineup constructions and, you know, inactives, things like that to get you prepared for the big showdown contests that night. Uh, Chad is saying you should have got uh, the cookies and cream. That's the chalk. Why would you have got cookies and cream? Over it has yellow? pieces in it. How do you have a milkshake that has chunks in it? Are you serious? I don't want to be drinking and then choke choke on something. Oh, I mean, come on. That's not going to happen. You'll be fine. You're an no, adult. But I, no, I tried it before and you get a little, and it gets stuck in the straw and then you can't get the rest of the milkshake out. No, I just want my nice, smooth vanilla coffee milkshake. Just no people. Give me no You ever try that bacon milkshake? I think it's like Five Guys has it, I want to say. A bacon milkshake? Yeah, it's a thing. It happens. I feel like I've oh. had it before in London for some reason. You can obviously tell I'm the type of person that uh, I get, I take my orange juice without no without any pulp. Oh, 86 the pulp. 86 the pulp. Why, why is there crap in there? Get it out the of there. Crap. I don't want, I do not, we, we agree on something, Blender. Get that pulp out of there. I want no, no, no business in that. They're asking in chat, have you guys talked pictures yet? No. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we we talked the general slate. You know, we talked the overall slate. It's a six gamer on DK. It's a four gamer on Fandle. We have plenty of time. I promise you, we have plenty of time to talk to Slate. And you know, it's more of a like, especially with you. It's good to have you on for the show because it's more. This is a really, really good uh, DK specific, especially. Uh, it's a great game theory uh, slate. Every it's, slate is great for game theory. Y- yes, but I'm saying this this one feels especially true. If that makes sense. Yes, no? because it's very obvious spots. So it's a matter of it's easy to find leverage. It's also easy. It's easy to find. I mean, if you want to stack against Taiwan Walker, I think that's perfectly fine. Or go all in on Walker and start taking off the board stacks. I think it's a much more interesting slate on DraftKings than it is on FanDuel. Well, let's start with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Clayton Kershaw feels like the safest play on the board. Arizona, one of the worst teams in baseball. If you look at the stats versus lefties, now they don't strike out a ton as a team collectively. Uh, I was looking at their seasonal stuff against lefties this year. And let's go ahead and pull it up on the fly because I do have it here. Their WRC plus versus lefties. This is their active hitters for what it's worth. So we kick Starling Marte off the team because he's not playing tonight, at least not for the uh, Arizona. I don't know if the Marlins are playing. I don't think so. Point is they have a 64 WRC plus. That is really bad. Uh, not very good. If you want to look at the WOBA, you know, the advanced metrics as far as versus lefties, the Diamondbacks are the second worst team in baseball as well. 
Kershaw has been super solid. He's probably not going to go nine. Nobody's going to go nine today. But uh, and salary's not a thing, so who cares? And uh, Fandle, I, 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 it's a little tight. It's a little tight. You don't get everything you want with with, uh, with Kershaw. He's my favorite guy. I, I want to kind of make work. Uh, but in, in tournaments, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I uh, you know, depending on how lineups come out, and obviously those lineups aren't going to be out until seven o'clock, so we might get some surprises. Um, but on DK, there's no way I'm not going to have Kershaw as my cash game staple, and he's probably going to be every in every single lineup I make. Now I yield to you, uh, more the tournament guy, more the variance guy. What are you doing with Kershaw? I mean, I have more, I have more of Kershaw than any other pitcher, but that's primarily due to the fact that salary is not an option much, even if you go contrarian. I think the, the only lineups that I don't have Kershaw in is, is my White Sox stacks because they're very expensive. But even then, going down to Clevenger at 8-7, like Clevenger is a good pitcher. I think that people – I don't know. We have a 41% ownership projection on Clevenger. I think that may be a little high. Uh, I mean, we may see some Kershaw-Clevenger lineups with, like, the Mets stack, like that type of thing. Uh, but he's now he's now in the Padres. Uh He's had trouble pitching this year. He's, he's not had good outings, but he's still a top-tier pitcher. The Angels, other than like maybe like Pujols and Trout, like they still have a high strikeout rate. I mean, it's we think of the Angels as like, oh, they don't strike out much, but really like the bottom of their order strikes out. Plenty. Well, the addition of Adele has, has, helped, has helped a lot. Right, or sure. I, if Upton's in, that's like four strikeouts right there. So He's on the back end of the – the back nine for sure in his career. Yeah, it's it's been a rough uh, – outside of a couple games he had, but – for the most part, he's not been very good. And you're right. Uh, and Ben Boone, if, if he kind of jumps that lineup, you don't want Simmons there. He's probably going to crack the lineup. Simmons is not a good hitter, but he's a guy that doesn't strike out. Um, and Fletcher at the top doesn't strike out either. I say at the top, we don't really know, because last night Madden's been doing some things. I don't know if you saw it, but Otani let off last night. It was Otani, Trout, and then Rendon. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to do that again. We shall see. Uh, I think it makes sense to play your best players the most, get, have him get the most at-bats. It's a wild concept, I know. Um yeah, so talking about Clevenger and, you know, uh, I assume he's going to be, be able to throw 95 to 100 pitches if needed. Yeah, I mean, he pitched, what, on August 26th? So, I mean, he's he's in full. He's fully stretched out and everything. He's going to go as long as, as he can. Uh, the, the Angels only have a, have they have under a four implied run total. I think Clevenger, if you're not going to pay up for Kershaw on FanDuel at 10-9, I think the, the price savings, the 1,500 price savings to Clevenger, FanDuel – it's weird because typically we say that FanDuel has the softer hitting pricing. Not today. today. Not today. DK has the softer hitting pricing that in order to get the bats that you may really want, uh, you may have to go down to Clevenger. And it's kind of showed in our projected ownership that Clevenger uh, is projected to actually be slightly higher owned than Kershaw in FanDuel GPPs. But I think on FanDuel, those those are their two options. I think you could get away with Heedy, but that would be a boomer bust play. If you're going to play Heaney against the Padres, yeah, hundred percent, I agree. It's it's like it's a tricky. He could spot. have ten strikeouts, or he could give up. He could give up eight runs. So it's one of the two. But I think those. I think those are really the only options on Fanduel. You could take a shot on Danny Duffy on Fanduel. I just don't think it's necessary. Just get the fourteen hundred and get up to Clevenger. And I think Cease is overpriced on Fanduel. I think he's overpriced on DK. I know he's up against the Royals, but he walks too many guys. That he never he goes five innings and maybe he'll get six strikeouts. He may put up a decent score, but I just don't think he's worth the price. So on like one pitcher sites, I think I'm much more likely Kershaw or Clevenger, and then on two pitcher sites, then we start talking about Taiwan Walker. Yeah, so Duffy has been better this year, but so are the White Sox versus lefties. They've been the absolute best team in baseball versus lefties by a wide margin. Uh, their WRC plus versus lefties is 159. The next best team is 133. And again, if you all aren't aware of WRC plus, wait, everyone's greatest plus. Uh, 59, 159, uh, 100 is the baseline. 100 is the average. So that means they're 59% better than the average team. That is awesome. Oh, man, somebody tweeted out today. Oh, God, I can't remember who it was. You, you know Mondesi for the Royals? Yeah, because um, he, he's constantly in bad optimal lineups. Yeah, I see him all the time. So, uh, Do I play him? Player. No, I don't. I don't care. He, he could be one gay. I ain't playing. I watch him. I shouldn't be watching him play. <laughs> he, sw- he, he swings worse than Chris Davis. Which Both Chris Davises? Which Chris Davis? Both Chris Davises. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, let me get me here. It was uh, Alex Fast uh, tweeted this out earlier today. This was, this was wild. If I can go ahead and find it. 
one qualified batter has a WRC plus below 20. Now, again, that means they're 20%, the average baseball player. One is, and it's Adalberto Mondesi, and his WRC plus is 13. 13. What's Jeff Mathis's? I thought Jeff Mathis was the I don't one. know if he qualifies. I don't know if he qualifies. Yeah, I don't know if he qualifies. But he, I remember, he like, like Jeff Mathis had, like, a four or something. <laughs> He's, I mean, of course, if he gets on the bases, it's interesting. But, like, what is the old adage? You, you can't steal first base. So uh, let's just walk it back to Clevenger for a second. What are our concerns? Last year, he was electric, 33.8% K rate, 7.4% walk rate, really solid. Uh, this year, he's plummeted, and again, smaller sample size, obviously. That the K rate's down to twenty two point six percent. The walk rate is up to eleven point eight percent. You know, it's it's a short slate, and it's he's more interesting to me on the on the, uh, the two pitcher sites as opposed to the one pitcher sites. And doesn't mean I can't play him on Fanduel, but you know, and he was ousted. Who knows where his head is at? He was out. I mean, Cleveland dumps their players anyways. And they don't want to pay anybody, and we'll see that again with Lindor soon enough, I'm sure. But also, it was part of the whole breaking curfew for COVID and lying about it, I guess. I didn't, I weren't getting into it. Uh, also, Plezak was involved in that too. But um, how much, how concerned are we that he's not the guy he was last year is kind of the question I am asking. I'm, I'm more likely to use a long-term sample size. So to me, Clevenger's fine. 8,700, just understand that his variance is higher. So like Kershaw to me, I think he has a narrower range of outcomes. Like you kind of know what you're getting. You could get a top, you, he could strike out 12 guys. But it's, it's quite unlikely that he strikes out two and gives up six runs. Yeah. Levenger, on the other hand, I mean, he could get into trouble walk-wise. Typically, it's not necessarily that he's getting blown up. It's just that he's, he's, he's walking four or five guys, putting guys on the bases, giving up a hit or a double, and then, like, three runs score. But, like, if you go back to, and you combine the 2019-2020 seasons, he has a 32% K rate. He has 38% K rate against righties, uh, 26% K rate against lefties. Like, if Cleverger went out against the Angels and struck out 10, I'm not shocked. And he's 8,700. If this was last year, Clevenger would be like 10,5 on DraftKings, 11K on DraftKings. So I'm hoping that the field goes, I'm a little iffy on Clevenger and I'm going to play someone else instead. So I'm more likely to be, I'll be whatever the opposite of the ownership of Clevenger. Now, if, if everyone thought Clevenger was the same as last year, he's going to be 70% owned. Then I go the other direction, but I just don't with Kershaw on the slate, Clevenger's ownership is going to come down. And on DraftKings with Walker being so cheap, it's going to come down even more. So like I do have Clevenger builds without Kershaw. I have Clevenger builds with Walker. I have Clevenger Kershaw builds. I also have one other pitcher that I'm playing that like no one's going to play. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you, this might, was this might be a gotcha question. Uh, who do you, who has the highest K rate uh, on the season among the pitchers pitching today? The one that I'm rostering. Okay, so Zach Eflin. That's correct. Yeah. So is that real? Because I don't know how real it is. A swinging strike. I don't care it's if it's real, Dean. It's <laughs> happening, and he's three percent owned. So it's real. It's fabulous. Real, but I don't know if it's fabulous today. It's thirteen. He's projected for thirteen. Okay, and also, hey, you you have the controls. You can go ahead and show it off. Show off the weather edge tool because uh, this kind of speaks to. The first two games, this is DK-specific, obviously not on the FanDuel slate. I guess there's a slate over there in FanDuel, but it's not their main slate. Uh, Weather Edge is telling us that hitters are popping in Philadelphia as well in New, in New York. Go ahead and show it off. Show the people what Weather Edge Yeah, I got it here. 23.1% more home runs based on 168 games. So that's a pretty fairly substantial amount. There's so a fire just- emoji, too, in Philadelphia. I don't see that fire emoji. Does that, does that scare you at all? Oh, the fire emoji? No, it doesn't really scare me. Uh, see, the thing is with, with these, these, these weather edge stuff, the ball has to be put in play. So if Eflin strikes out 10 guys, I mean, like they're not putting the ball in play. I don't believe this number is real. I don't believe it's real either, Dean, but he's 13% owned. And if it happens to be real, <laughs> I mean, then why not? He's 7,800 on DraftKings. It's a good price. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you necessarily play him on FanDuel because you can't no. because not on the slate. Different but, slate, maybe. I, I can't speak to that slate. I didn't look at it. Yeah, they may have an all-day, they have an afternoon, whatever type of slate. If if everyone bought into Eflin's strikeout rate and Eflin was like 32% owned, I'd be with you. I'm like, I ain't playing him at 32% owned. But if he's around 10% owned, Eflin could end up being the highest-scoring pitcher on the slate. He could also be the lowest-scoring pitcher on the slate. But that's why you, you reserve that for GPPs, and you get different because it's a six-game slate. And if you're going to play like a Philly stack, Maybe you play F. If you play a chalk stack and play a ten percent on pitcher that puts up twenty eight points, 
that's enough differentiation right there. I'll say something nice about F1, though. Uh, again, the swinging strike rate suggests that the Ks are a little too high, 9.6%. But uh, 410 ERA, XFIP is 302. Sierra is 318. Uh, the Babip is 365. So he's been, like, unlucky uh, while getting all these strikeouts. Right. He uh, should be a 14K pitcher, Dean. It's real, Dean. <laughs> So I don't care if it has, is or not. It doesn't he matter. He has the, 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 the lowest hard hit rate on the slate, 27.3%. So, yeah, I mean, he's been You're good. jinxing him, Dean. You're I'm jinxing just saying, him. But I'm just giving the information. Like, there's Jinxes aren't You don't believe in jinxes. Oh, no. He's going to give up eight runs now. You know jinxes aren't real. Come on. I know, ridiculous. but it's going to happen. It's going to be confirmation bias. He's going to give <laughs> up like a grand slam to Soto when I have none of him. And then oh, I'm going to completely some screw my game. You should play, you're playing zero Soto? Play some Soto. I'm playing Eflin. How do I play Soto if I'm playing Eflin? You're, you're, you're making more than one lineup? I'm only making five lineups. Oh, well, okay. Put Soto in one and Eflin in the no, other. No, no. It's one. my Eflin lineups. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and by the way, you could play Soto and Eflin in the same lineup in theory. I'm not doing that on a six-game slate, no. You could survive that. A $5,700, $5,600 Soto? Salary doesn't matter today. So who cares what anybody's salary is? I want to win. I want to win first. <laughs> Summarize the the arms. We got we, we got we got to get to the bats in a second. Okay, so on DK, I mean the chalk is going to be uh, probably Kershaw Walker combination. Uh, you may get some Clevenger. Uh, it's pro- most probably Kershaw plus Walker plus Clevenger. Maybe some plus Heaney. I mean Heaney and in the bat is projected well, but also his pitch count is quite high. Like I think Cardi has him at like 105 pitches, and I don't necessarily. Hey, that could be true, but against the Padres. I think that's more of a GPP play. I don't think you'll see that in cash games. Uh, you may see some Duffy. I mean, he's been – he's one – is he real? I think he's not real. So I'm playing the White Sox well, I think the White Sox are more real than Duffy. That, that, that's my bet. Right, especially against they're not the that White real, but they're realer. Right, they're going to roll out nine righties. So I'd like uh, – if you want to try for Duffy, go for it. And then on FanDuel, I think the Chuck is easily – you're playing Kershaw or Clevenger. Uh, and then if obviously the if you play anyone else – you play like Heaney there as a one pitcher site. Uh, play, play whatever chalk bats you want because he's going to be single digit on. All right. Uh, but the, the chat's asking, does that mean you only play five entry max contests? You're just, you play more typically based upon how you're doing content, right? No, no, I, I make lineups based on the contest it's in. Not the, the number of entries that are allowed have no ben, bearing. Like I could play three lineups into the big GPP, but I'm mm-hmm. building lineups to win. Like, I'm not building lineups. Oh, I only have three lineups, so I have to play chalky guys so I get some money back. No. I, I'll play, a, you know, off the wall, whatever, and I'll just build and build that. So, like, my my five lineups today, I have them in the, the $66 mid-stakes, but I also have them in the $4, 20 max, and the $15, whatever, and I'm, I'm building them to try to win first place. Okay, so one last thing. It says, tell me about Cease. The, the chat's asking about Cease, and Cease is a 17.7% K rate this season. Uh, four and a half walks per nine as well, which is too many. Uh, two homers per nine. What's really interesting is Babbitt is 235. Uh, left on base percentage of 87.9%. So super lucky in Babbitt. Super lucky in left on base percentage. His ERA is three, and that kind of speaks to his Sierra and his XFIP because his Sierra is 5.59. His XFIP is 5.57. Uh, um, I'm not really – I think Cease is fine, but I think he's overpriced. There's better – and again, pricing doesn't really matter so much. There's better options. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, that – I believe he's going to be regressed a little bit. Now, I think there's talent there, but it also the numbers are suggesting he's been overrated. Well, what, what do you well, know I, I think Cease? people because... are targeting Cease because it's the Royals, and I, and Solaire may not be yeah. in the lineup, which, which obviously decreases the power, and the Royals barely have power to begin with. So I think this is more of a play of your – you're playing the pitcher against the Royals more so than playing Cease. It's just that I don't want I don't like the price. If if Cease was seventy eight hundred or even like eight thousand eighty two hundred, okay, maybe I take a shot on Fanduel. Cease is eighty nine hundred. When five hundred no, more, you get the Clevenger. The only re- to me, I see the only reason to play Cease is to get different and hope that Kershaw and Clevenger, you know, just don't put up big scores. Well, also because of the Royals and because the aforementioned that Alberto Mondesi sees not lineup, but he's terrible. He's striking out a lot. If Bubble Starling's there, he's striking out a lot as well. And Starling cr- cracks the lineup most definitely. Not well, I don't say most definitely. Most likely, uh, if Solaire is out and Solaire is day to day, and it's just a bad lineup overall outside of Merrifield. Franco has some pop too, but that's pretty much it. Um, like maybe he gets beat up five days since they the matchup's pretty good. Let's talk catchers real quick. We kind of hinted at it earlier. 
it's not hard to get Real Muto if you want Real Muto, and he's the clear-cut, not even a conversation best catcher in probably the best weather conditions as well uh, against one of the worst pitchers. So I think you try your best to get Real Muto in your cash lineups and do what you want in tournaments. What say you? Yeah, no, I agree with that. On Obviously, uh, FanDuel doesn't have the game on their slate, uh, but uh, I think Real Muto's fine. I think Grandel's fine. I think I'd rather have Real Muto for the $300 more. Uh, Austin Nola probably starts against the lefty for yeah. the Padres uh, because Castro's a lefty, so they'll probably have Nola. And he, we have him projected batting fifth. I think he's he's pretty good for 3600 And then if you want to get cheap, I think Danny Jansen at 3100 yeah. uh against Perez away uh, in, in Boston. But I don't think you have to get any cheaper. I don't even – you don't have to go down to anyone. Yeah, Higashioka is 2.2K, but I just don't know if you need it. Right, I just don't think you need it. Right, I think – I mean, if you want to obviously play the catcher in your stack type of thing, you know, all things being equal. Uh, but I think, yeah, it, it, I think that most likely Grandal is not a cash option because you'll find 300, get the real Muto. But if you want to save salary and use Nola or Jansen, uh, if you need it, uh, that would be fine. I'd rather get, I'd rather get more points at the catcher position. Typically, I think the opposite. But I think we have cheap outfielders that we could use. Cheap everything. Spots. Right, like I'd much, ra- I'd much rather use Roman Quinn as a cheap outfielder in cash games on DraftKings than use like Danny Jansen as my catcher. I'd rather just have Real Muto. Yeah, so it's a like Quinn and Real Muto versus uh, Danny Jansen, Jansen and, and some five uh, K guy, Oscar Hernandez you know? or something like that. Right, yeah, Tioscar or something. Yeah, yeah, th- th- that makes sense as far as a cash game perspective. Uh, first base is a little tricky. You mentioned Voight uh, versus Gazelman. A three point nine k. I prefer the lefties versus Gazelman, but Boyd is pretty cheap, and Gazelman probably only sees him two times. Then you get to that bullpen. Reese Hoskins has been on fire. We saw the fire emoji in Philadelphia. We know Adam Sanchez could be reverse splitsy. I love the Reese Hoskins play, but also, I mean, I love Abreu versus Duffy, especially if people are rostering Duffy. Muncy, you can throw him at third base as well too. But lefty power there against Weeper, and I think the Dodgers are going to be overly neglected in the slate. So I think he's super interesting for tournaments. Ditto with Bellinger. Don't know if he's going to play. What are you doing at first base? Uh, Reese Hoskins, according to the back, and I have it on, on front of my screen. So if you, if you get, have the bat projections, you get a lot of this. I like looking at the home run percentages. Okay. Like the projection has, it breaks it down on like the median of everything. And according to the bat today, Hoskins has the highest chance of all players that hit home run. At I haven't seen this before. This is the bat? Yeah, I know. The, I, I know the bat. I'm aware of the bat. I, I, I right, use but it. I mean, it's not just. I mean, we could see like the the fantasy points that you would normally see. Like I have it loaded into lineup HQ, but yeah. it could break it down. There's a projection page where you could break it down to stolen bases and first and hits and walks and strikeouts. And a lot of times, a lot of people in the bat chat uh, that use the bat use the home runs percentages here to to, to bet on props, so that you could compare like if Hoskins. Is a 34% chance, according to the bat, then you could go to like the DK Sportsbook and see if it's a four to one or something like that. Right. Yeah. If you're getting, you know, if you're getting, uh, you know, plus 250, which is like, what, 28% or something like that, that would be a profitable plus EV bet. So a lot of people in the bat chat actually do do that. So for me in, uh, in cash games, uh, I mean, I think just overall on DraftKings, I think Hoskins is, is the best play on the board. And, uh, you know, the bat agrees with it. it, it is that he has the highest raw projection. And one of the highest uh, point per dollar projections at first base is Pete Alonso not going to be played at three at three K on DK just because the position's so tough. Yeah, it, you don't. The problem so is weird. is that we have so. I mean, salary is not an option. If you're playing yeah. Taiwan Walker, you don't need any of these guys. And if, if you're playing Clevenger, you we have cheap outfielders. We have uh, McNeil and Davis at the other two spots for the Mets. But look at the first basemans that you're going to have to if you play Pete Alonso. You're going to have to fade uh, Hoskins, Bellinger, Muncie, Guerrero, Voigt, Thames, Abreu, Hosmer. I mean, we have – you have – yeah, There's a big Long. opportunity cost. It doesn't mean Alonzo right. can't get there too because he's a guy in theory who can bang out a couple homers. Right, of course. But just understand that the opportunity cost at first base is extremely high, and it's not as much so at second and third. Talk about second, Keystone position, open it up. Second is a, such a garbage – such garbage today. Uh, I, I truthfully, I think for like cash games, I think there's two options. I think you're going down and you're just taking McNeil. I don't care if it's lefty lefty. Yeah. He's leading off and he's 2,500. 
He should even even lefty lefty. He should be like thirty six hundred, like in this matchup. So like if he's better than a punt, like Jose Peraza is more is more expensive. He's competent. Yeah, McNeil's a competent stick. Right. He'll give you a professional bet. Right, but he's he's more expensive than than than, than Jonathan Arose. Thirty five hundred for the Red Sox. So like, yeah. if you need to save money, this is the position to save money in. If you want to spend up, I think DJ Lemayu is fine. He's not a must-have. I think VR batting in the middle of the Toronto lineup is fine. It's like Segura is fine. Like I'm not a big fan Biggio, of Biggio. is fine. If you're playing Walker, fine. you can possibly have money for Biggio. Right. But if you want to play like Michael Chavis, if he's in the lineup at 3,800, that's yeah. – It's just a matter of I don't think I'm getting anything for the money that I'm spe- – I don't think the difference between McNeil and LeMahieu is $1,800 worth of production. From a, from a median perspective, this is for like cash games that I just rather I'll just take the savings at second base because there's really no one that I feel like I must have. Yeah, I mean DJ Lemayhu is, is not somebody you need, but if you have the money for it, fine. Gazelman better versus righties and versus lefties. Gazelman almost definitely only sees him twice. Uh, does, almost definitely does not see him a third time around. And re- the Yankees are really well positioned, at least Lemayhu is to get those five ABs leading off on the road. Uh, so he's going to get three at bats almost definitely. From uh, the bullpen. So, yeah, five at bats from LeMahieu. Uh, p- perfectly fine. I see LeMahieu. They're talking about him in the chat. But uh, also, BGO, I don't care the lefty on lefty thing against Martin Perez because that bullpen's bad. He's another guy. Decent chance. He sees three ABs versus the bullpen, two or three. Uh, VR, you know, jack in the bag potential every single time he goes out there. Last time I checked, he was leading the league in stolen bases at nine, but that was about three or four days ago or so. But we know he's got the speed. Uh, third base, hot corner. What do you have for me? I think third base, the two options are are easy. You're either paying up for Machado or you're paying down for J.D. Davis, and then you're done. Everything else would be GPP in a stack, everything. I think the clear chalk is, is I mean, Machado against the lefty and Heaney. The, the Angels, that's a good hitting ballpark. But also J.D. Davis is $2,800. He should, In this matchup, he should be like $4,400 against the lefty. Uh, with the wind blowing out, it, it, he's the best point per dollar play at third base. But like, is he even necessary? So depending on your build, like you, if you're playing Walker, you could you could you're, you're fitting in probably Machado. And if you're not playing Walker as your SP two on DraftKings, you're probably playing JD Davis. So to me, that's that's kind of the two v two type of type of option. I think JD Davis has a better point per dollar median, which is shows right here. But Machado obviously has the higher upside. But yeah, everyone he, else, like if you want to play Max Muncy, like who's playing yeah. Max Muncy today? Ursula in your in your Yankee stacks, Moncada in your uh in your White Sox stacks. If you want to play Todd Frazier instead of JD Davis, no one's playing him, even though he's on the Mets, Cabrera, or I mean, there are other guys to play, but I mean they just they don't rate out all that well. Yeah, I mean I like Heaney, but you know, his concern, of course, is the, the ready power he yields and as of right now, I'm a little bit off the Padres just based on the field, and that, that kind of is concerning to me. Uh, and that bullpen's not great either. So even, even if Haney's like, okay, we saw it happen last night, doesn't mean it's going to happen today. But that bullpen might implode against all, the, all that power on that San Diego side, and San Diego's one of the best teams in baseball against lefties as a collective as well. Uh, I, I like Machado's fine, but I, I feel like I'm going to have less in the field, and I'm a little bit concerned about that. Uh, I think I like Muncy more than him, which, again, might be a mistake. But like you said, like on DK, especially – you don't need salary everywhere, but J.D. Davis at 2.8K, batting second versus half, uh, just seems egregiously priced. Of course, you can play Fraser as, as well if you want, batting cleanup, uh, a few extra dollars. Let's jump back to shortstop. What do you have for me? Okay, shortstop, I mean, the chalk is Tatis. He's under, he, they're underpricing him at 5,200, even against the lefty. He probably should be 5,700. Uh, if you don't want to pay up for Tatis, I think the next best option paying down would be for Didi Gregorius. At 4,400 against Anibal Sanchez. Obviously, you could play VR at short up also. But, I mean, I'd much rather find the 300 to get Gregorius. And then, like, the GPP options would be, like, Seager, Turner, Bogarts. Because, like, I they're all in the same range of Tatis. But Tatis is just so much of a better player uh, than than these guys from, from a median perspective. Like, no one's playing Tim Anderson. Like at fifty five hundred, where Tatis is fifty two, and salary doesn't matter. Like they, they see five five. I can't play. 
Who cares? He could be 6K. Who cares? But play him in a stack, if anything. Are you playing You're playing him over to tease to get different in a chalkier lineup? And obviously the paydown option that most rejection systems will still have based on his his last year's production is uh, <laughs> is is good old Adald, Aldoberto Mondesi yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, at, at 3K. He's the punt play, but thank God on this late, you don't need a shortstop punt play. Yeah, you don't need it. Uh, you don't need it at all. Um, and again, I'm. I'm con- but let me ask you this: uh, we, I don't know if you mentioned Bogarts or not. You ran out of a couple of guys. And how are you handling what we're projecting to be Walker, DK specific? Obviously, where he's four point eight K, just the price. The price is wrong. Um, why not just stack Boston? Is that what the kids call leverage play? That's direct leverage. You can do that. Is that I'm something you're considering? It, but you can. I mean, that's perfectly. Hey, you could do it for Kershaw, right? Kershaw's. But typically. You're not yeah, stacking yeah, against Kershaw, eight pitchers. What you're right, yeah. right. The, the thing is, is that let's say Kershaw doesn't have a good game. Like, it doesn't mean the stack is the top-scoring stack because not a good game for Kershaw could be in five innings, three walks, four strikeouts, and he gives up four runs. But, like, the stack, he's good enough that he doesn't get blown up for And that bullpen's very away. good. Right. But Taiwan Walker, if he gave up 10 runs today, it's not like I'm shocked. Or anything, and if he's going to be high owned as the cheap SP two, I'm more inclined to attack cheap SP twos. The problem this slate for me, I'm making the choice, so I tend to make just like I'm not playing any Soto. It's not because I don't like Soto; it's just because I'm making other choices. I'm only playing five lineups, and I'm deciding to. I'm going to stack the Dodgers. I'm going to stack the White Sox. I'm going to stack some of these expensive teams that that other people aren't playing because the Phillies are chalky and the Blue Jays are chalky. But in order to stack those expensive teams, I need to play chalk Taiwan Walker. But if you wanted to think the opposite way and go, I'm going to stack the Phillies, but I'm going to stack the Phillies with the Red Sox against chalk Walker, that it gives you the same amount of leverage either way. It's just deciding which way to go. Maybe if I if I was playing 100 lineups, maybe I do have, maybe I do play Walker and I, I do have what uh, Stevie would call edge stacks and play a couple of Boston stacks also, but since I'm playing five lineups and I'm hand building, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go with, go with Walker, but I understand completely. If you want to stack the Red Sox as leverage against him, that's perfectly fine. Uh, in chat, they're asking for a couple of Yahoo plays. I did do my Yahoo rankings. I'll go back later when the lineups are out and like update them. Uh, but as of right now, based on our projected lineups, uh, some of the value plays over there, it's a much tighter cap. Understand that it's not like playing on DK. It's a totally different game today and many days. Uh, just the way their salaries go. Cattell Marte, I don't want to pick on Kershaw, but second base is not a strong position. Uh, but he's a, he's a dollar above the floor. He's $8. You can play Kershaw and, and Cattell Marte together if you want to. Uh, Muncie is 16 bucks at first base. I like that price a good bit as well. Uh, catcher, uh, you can punt the catcher with uh, Vasquez, who's $2 above the floor at, at $9, or Jansen at $10. Those are my favorite catcher plays over there. And we're going to talk about the outfield. This will segue to you talking about the – your favorite outfielders, but J.D. Martinez is uh, 13 bucks over there, which is a really, really fair price. Uh, I like him a good bit on Yahoo specifically. Uh, all right, what do you have as far as outfielders? Okay, so for outfield, now that we have uh, Roman Quinn leaning off of the, the, the Phillies, he's going to be the chalky you know, cash game. I mean, I don't think you need Roman Quinn as a one-off at 2,300 no. DraftKings. But to me, I think the top, the top uh, outfielder of the entire slate is Bryce Harper at 6,000. I actually think, even though, according to the bat, he projects slightly lower than Soto, uh, I think his, his upside against Anibal Sanchez is the highest. Uh, and obviously, if I'm making the choice to play Eflin and fade Soto, like, I'm going to play some expensive, um, some expensive outfielder. So, I mean, I think Bryce Harper... And we take a look at uh, even uh, the bat projections. I mean, the top, the top home run projections for from the bat are uh, Hoskins, Soto, Harper, Machado, Tatis, Bruce, Trout, Alonzo, Real Muto. I mean, all the guys that we're mentioning, all the all the usual suspects. So, like, I'm prioritizing Harper over Soto, but you could play a lineup with both of them a minute, right? On this type of slate, yeah. on DraftKings. So, I think I don't think you're playing McNeil in the outfield. I don't, if you're playing him for 2,500, you're playing him at second base. hundred percent, hundred percent second base. I think uh, the other cheap guy that you could play as a one-off in GPPs is Jay Bruce. Uh, he's batting seventh for the home team, so it I, he's fine for cash games. 
You can use him in cash games, but I'd, I'd rather use Quinn batting first. Bruce is kind of home run or bust, and he may only get three at-bats at home. He may not get as many at-bats, so I think of him more of his GPP play on this slate. If, if Quinn wasn't leading off, I would say Jay Bruce is fine, much better in cash now because you need someone that cheap. And then the other guys would be the, any, anyone in the outfield for the Blue Jays. Grichuk, Teoscar yeah. Hernandez. Uh, you could play both of them. They're more appealing even on Fandle, where the cap is tighter. I'm not sure if you built it with Aaron Fandle just yet, but uh, Gurriel is 2.9K, Grichuk 3.4. Uh, Eli Jimenez, I know you talked about your White Sox. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. we got to go and wrap up for crunch time in just a second. Uh, Eloy is a, a pretty solid bat, you know, 3.8K. We talked about picking on Duffy. Uh, we are both in agreement uh, that we like the power of, for Chicago more than we like Duffy. Uh, which is, I guess, kind of sort of different on this slate. We shall see as far as ownership. Obviously, the ownership projection right now is going to change. It's fluid depending on information as we get closer and closer to lock, especially on Fandle. Uh, give me your final thoughts as far as your favorite stacks and how, we're, how we should tackle the slate as we pitch it off to, uh, to crunch time. Okay, just to mention on the, on the Fandle slate, the Red Sox will be chalk because they're underpriced. So JD and Devers and all those guys, those are Fandle plays. Uh, and then obviously Bellinger in the outfield. Bellinger, Pollock, the Dodgers, Betts is going to be lower owned. So you could take a, take a shot on that. So to me, the expensive stacks that I'm playing today for leverage, meaning that because the Phillies and everything is chalk, are the Dodgers and the White Sox. And I think uh, the Yankees are a cheap stack against the Gazelman. That'll be a little off the board. And I'm much more likely to, uh, if you're going to stack the Padres, Put in someone like Profar or some guy at the bottom of the lineup because they're going to be cheap, uh, chalky. Uh, but the Phillies are the chalk. The Blue Jays are the chalk. Mets one-offs. If you get away from that type of build and Taiwan Walker, that'll give you the most amount of leverage on DK. All right, coming up next, you got Cardi along with uh, Tuttle. Three men with Cardi, Tuttle, and Roth. I'll tell you what's going down weather-wise as well. Taking you guys off to lock on DK. They'll, of course, touch on the Fandle slate as well. He was Blender. I was Dean. This was baseball. Thank you all for watching. Hit the like button on your way out. Press it. Whatever you want to do. Just got to make it happen. Hit the thumb up there. Uh, Thank you, Devin, for producing the show. We're getting out of here. Holler.